the Kupalithis Podcast. Welcome to a month of love. Welcome to the Kupalithis Podcast. I am Nick Kupalithis, your host, and I am so glad to be with you in episode number 10. Can you believe it? It's 10. I still can't believe it. But it is good to be talking with you. And this is the month of love. As you know, February 2023, we had our first love challenge. And uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I know who won right now, but I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. So we're going to talk about that in a few moments, who won. And also, we are going to jump into a little bit more, I think, uh, content to help you in your love life. And uh, so... Okay, so right after this break, we are going to jump into... Wait, I can't take a break. I just started. (laughs) Why am I laughing so much? I'm so excited. Okay, you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Okay, all right. We need some incredible reveal music in three, two, one. All right, one month ago, I put out the challenge to you, the listener. I said, how would you spend $100 on your significant other? What would you do? And so... You wrote in to kupalithis at gmail.com, and I took those entries, and there was two finalists. And so what I did was I put their names down, and I said, one is A and one is B, and then I randomly text people, and I said, pick a letter, A or B. That was it. And so I did not control this outcome, but I'm about to reveal the winner of the first (laughs) tear in my eye. February Kupalitha's podcast challenge is Nathan and Brandy. That's right. We are excited. There you go. We are excited for you. Well, Nathan wrote in to this show, and um, and this is what he said. He said, if I got $100, I would use it to pay for Brandy and I's wedding. Finances are tight, and every little bit would help. Although we're on a budget, I'm still trying to give her the day she always dreamed of. And so we're excited to come alongside of you and, and just help in that endeavor. But you know what? Congratulations on getting married. What an exciting new day, new adventure for both you and Brandy. And it's been such a blessing to meet Brandy. Definitely, Nathan, your better half. And so we're excited for you. Uh, God is so good. And listen, every person who wrote in to this show, uh, just thank you. Thank you for taking the time to participate. This is something new. I hope there's going to be a lot more giveaways, a lot more contests, and uh, but it's because your participation we can do this. So thank you so much, and congratulations, Nathan and Brandy. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? Do you remember that first time? I remember when I fell in love with my now wife, and... The moment she captured my heart with that one glance of her eyes and the way she brightened my soul with her smile, the way that she made me lose my mind by just staring into her eyes and the holding of her hand, the way there was a response between her and I as we began to get to know each other as friends and then as best friends and then as fiancés and then married, there was this wonderful connection with my entire being, mind, soul, body, and spirit with her. And you know, that's a gift 
that God has given humanity to fall in love and to be in love. This is why love is so special and should be celebrated all through the year. And this is why a lot of the times in life, it's like there's there's all of these things that come against like this healthy place of love. And I believe we experience that love that God intended in this covenant of marriage, right? You think of God designing humanity and what did he do? He designs man and woman, Adam and Eve, and he puts him in a garden. And the, that garden is called the Garden of Eden. Eden means delight and pleasure. He put them into a place of delight and pleasure. And the Bible tells us that they were naked and unashamed. There was a connection that they would be loved by each other and they also would love God. What an incredible gift God gave to humanity even in that gift that he gave to us to find this other significant other and to fall in love god said it isn't good for man to be alone now listen you could be in a season of singleness you can be in a season where you're looking for your mate you could be in a season where like i'm good not to get married and that's that's awesome there's blessings in that season as well but i'm talking about love i'm talking about falling in love with your best friend i'm talking about marriage where It should be this beautiful expression of God's handiwork in two individuals. Now, I want to look at this article right here because there are so many wonderful blessings that happen when you fall in love, and I would say, and stay in love, right? And so this article is entitled, Seven Physical and Psychological Changes That Happen When You Fall in Love in love. And this is why love is not just an emotion, but it's literally down to the very fiber of our being. It transforms us. It changes us and changes us for the better. All right. So let's look at this falling in love, right? This article, go through it pretty quickly here. Number one, being in love can lower your blood pressure, right? So we know if you have higher blood pressure, that leads to heart attack, stroke, or the possibility, increased risk, kidney failure, other things. So you want to keep that blood pressure low. So this article says, in in 2007, a study published by the U.S. Department of Health Services looked at the relationship between marriage, physical health, longevity, and found that married couples have lower blood pressure and a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease. How awesome is that? And actually, the American College of Cardiology looked at three and a half million participants who were single, divorced, and widowed and found in that study that there was a lower percentage of those at risk for cardiovascular disease. So number one, being in love, it should lower your blood pressure. Number two, you feel more or less stressed than usual depending on the stage of your relationship. So all of us, I think, in the beginning of our relationship with our significant other have felt stressed. Am I going to be rejected? Are they going to like me for who I am? Once they find out who I am, even on a deeper level, will I be liked? And so in the very beginning of relationships, yes, your cortisol level, your your the hormone that is associated with stress can be higher. But what they found was that after about 12 to 24 months after that initial, you know, going out with, being with that person, cortisol levels dropped according to this 2004 study. Though love can be stressful for some, especially in the early stages, this is what the article is saying, it can potentially lower stress 
in the long term. A study published in 2005 examined the neurobiology of those in love and found an association between people's stress response systems, known as the HPA axis activation, and the development of social attachment. The results suggest that forming a bond with your partner could help bring about psychological changes that reduce levels of anxiety. Isn't that awesome? This is why we have to work at our relationships with our significant others, that a healthy relationship is going to give us better physical, mental, and I would say spiritual health. These are the benefits of being in love cardiovascular health, stress is lowered, but here's number three, you'll feel more attached and safe. Now, are any of us surprised in that? In a healthy relationship, hugging and kissing and connecting actually makes you feel more calm. And why is that? It's because oxytocin is released. It's a hormone through physical contact. It deepens your feelings of attachment towards your partner and produces sensations of contentment, calmness, and security. This is why you should hug and kiss and connect often. And this is all according to a Harvard uh, Medical School report. Oxytocin also plays a role in social bonding, maternal instinct, and reproduction and sexual pleasure. The love hormone substantially increases social attachment and trust among partners, according to the study. So you feel more attached and safe. And again, I look at this from a Christian perspective. This is the design. God designed us to connect. So you feel attached, you feel safe, and your body's saying, yes, like I love to be around the one I love. And this is why hugging, kissing, and connecting frequently is so important because it creates a healthy social bond with your significant other. All right, number four. This one's pretty cool, but your brain activates the vagus nerve, which is connected from your brain to your gut. Now, what is the vagus nerve? I had to look this up, but here you go. The vagus nerve is the body's superpower, and it's used to counter, uh, counteract your fight or flight system. It's how you develop a healthy stress response and become resilient. When stimulated, you feel calmer, more compassionate, and clearer. Stimulating the vagus benefits your autonomic nervous system and mental health. This means a better emotional regulation, greater connection, and physical health as well. Dr. Daniel Amen said, your li- <laughs> does say amen, um, maybe it's amen, your, your limbic or emotional brain activates the vagus nerve that goes from your brain to your gut. When you get nervous or when you get excited, this nerve is stimulated that activates the gut. Now, here's the thing. This is what the article says. It says, well, it's the way that you interpret what's going on in this vagus nerve. So you're in a healthy relationship, right? You're connecting with your significant other. Your brain is sending good signals through your body. And again, it goes back to number three. You feel more attached and safe. Well, your body's going, hey, you know what? I'm more resilient now because of this relationship. I I can handle greater uh, outside things that are negative. And this is all from falling in love. Number five, you become happier. I mean, is that 
that shouldn't be a surprise, you become happier. Why? Because dopamine in your body is released, activating the brain's pleasure center. Being in love releases dopamine, a neurotransmitter that controls the brain's reward and pleasure center, which makes couples feel happy around each other. In 2005, the study of the Journal of Comparative Neurology scanned 2,500 brain images of 17 individuals who self-identified as being in love. Researchers found that participants who looked at a photo of a person they romantically loved showed brain activity in two areas highly associated with dopamine. So is that any surprise that when you're around the one that you love, you feel happy or your body's releasing these, these hormones going, hey, I, I love being with this person. All right, number six, two left here. You feel less pain. Love alters your mood and impacts your experience of pain. Now, I'm sure that a doctor or somebody wouldn't say just fall in love after like a surgery or, or something like that. But according to this article, a 2010 study published took MRI scans of participants in new romantic relationships. The researchers found that people who viewed images of romantic partners had increased activity in several reward processing regions of the brain, suggesting that love may reduce the experience of pain. When people are in this passionate, all-consuming phase of love, there are significant alterations in their mood that are impacting their experience of pain. Dr. Sean McKay, senior author of the study, told Stanford Medical News Center. Now, what a wonderful thing that when you're with your significant other, you're feeling pleasure, you're feeling safe, you feel like, you know what, I can take on the entire world, right? Well, what's the last one? Number seven is you can feel addicted. Yep, you don't need, you don't need drugs, you need love. Scientists have observed overlapping neurochemical responses in the same areas of brain among people experience drug addiction and love. Some of the feelings may have to do with all different things that are released in the dopamine area of the brain. This is the thing, is that there is an addiction to love, and I think that's such a wonderful thing the Lord has given us in the context of marriage to be able to connect and to love on such a deep level that we are addicted to that person. This should be really great motivation for us to, not just this last number seven, but all of it, to, to keep the relationship pure, to keep the relationship connected. And I, I don't mean this from a selfish level. I, I just mean at the very the very foundation of, of marriage is a place that God says, I want it to be a blessing. I want it to be a connection point. And this is why Jesus said, he said, don't even look at another woman lustfully. Like, don't look to somebody else. The scriptures also say, say, you know, enjoy the wife of your youth, right? Like, there's such a blessing that comes when we are attentive on the one that we love and the one that we love is attentive on us. And God has designed us, designed us to, in that relationship, let me say it this way, God has designed that relationship to be a garden of pleasure a garden of connection, a garden of safety, a garden of the garden of love. And there's this great scripture in Song of Songs. 
And it says this, it says, catch for us the little foxes that spoil the vine. Meaning, what are the little things that are allowed into this garden, into this vineyard that instead of bringing health, bring destruction? And I think just even looking to see how we're designed by God to enjoy marriage, it's like, what are the things that are bringing destruction? Is there resentment? Is there unresolved issues from our past? Is there unforgiveness? Um, Have we weaponized our words? I know I've been guilty at that times where I've said things out of anger, out of hurt, and not out of love and compassion and kindness. And, and when we have those things that are hanging out in marriage and we have those things that are in that relationship, they're little foxes, but they will spoil something that God has intended to be an absolute blessing. So I, I, I'm going to end this right now, but I just want to say to you that thank you for, for tuning in this month in the month of love. And, and I pray that you will enjoy the benefit of the gift of love that God has given us. I pray that your relationships prosper. I pray that in a world that seems crazy and out of control, that you can find a, a, a peace and a blessing from the Lord in your marriage. All right. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Kupalethis podcast. Please consider supporting this by a donation at thekupalithispodcast.com. It is a tax-deductible donation. If you would like to write into the show, you can write me at kupalithis at gmail.com. Yes, you got to figure out how to spell that, but share, subscribe. See you next time. Just show up.